The car's on fire and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the Character Generation, a podcast where we generate characters. My name's Moth. I'm Chet. And today we're definitely, definitely used to recording and prepared to do this as normal. Oh, absolutely. There have been no hiccups. Everything's going smoothly. So this is our second episode of the Character Generation. If you haven't listened to our only other episode, we're a (laughs) podcast where we make goofy-ass characters in Dungeons & Dragons or other various tabletop role-playing games based on just what we can find in the, uh, not character sheet, player handbook or other similar texts. And today we're back at it again with Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Last episode we did Knife Wizard the Wizard of Knives. I think his name was Mizard the Wizard. (laughs) Yes, indeed he was. It's somewhat confused as to whether he was just a knife wizard or if he was also a soul-stealing necromancer. It was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But yeah, he was a body snatcher. I remember last episode there was a point of contention that we didn't have a clear answer to in which we didn't know if there was like a better form of polymorph to polymorph, I think, our bodies into a soul jar. I don't remember. I gotta be honest. I think the idea was uh, we were going to polymorph our companions right. so that they would be better targets to body snatch, and also possibly reducing their charisma scores thereby. Exactly. There is a spell called True Polymorph that allows you to permanently polymorph someone into an object or other creature, or an object into a creature or person. Or an object into an object for that <laughs> real niche case, which I think you can already do like six levels earlier. Yeah, this is a much more permanent sort of version of Polymorph. So just wanted to clear that one up now before we continued on with uh, our second episode, which is right. more goofy 5th edition shit. Um, <laughs> so I guess with that, let's just dive into it. Sounds good. I believe you're the one with the notes again. Yeah. Um, so the first spell I have in my list here is a spell named Giant Insect. Uh Mm, I, I will admit right off the bat, I have not read the full description of the spell Giant Insect. I also seem to have... You just saw a Giant Insect and you're like, well, that's close to <laughs> Okay, now... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that to be my thing. <laughs> I don't want... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just your hashtag. So giant insect, you transport up to 10 centipedes, 3 spiders, 5 wasps, or 1 scorpion within range into giant versions of their natural forms of the duration. They become giant spider, giant centipede. That's their name, apparently. You change their name. Each creature obeys your verbal commands in combat, and they act on your turn each round. The DM has the statistics, so of course, I don't want to go back into last week's bit, but ask your DM. Oh, I bet these are things within Monster Manual, I'm guessing, if they ever actually released those. Although there are also monster entries in the back of the PHB. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works out. I know in 3.5, the Monster Manual had just like a giant statistic list for like critters at the back, and so I imagine it's the same in 5th edition. I actually don't own the Monster Manual because I haven't DM'd 5th edition yet, and I always homebrew my monsters anyway. I mean, I was in the back on accident earlier when I was pulling up the spell list, and I noticed a separate entry for giant eagles, so I don't know if they're actually concatenated into big lists, or if it's just fucking, this is the spell for a giant eagle, this is the stat block for a giant 
egg. I mean, Giant Egg is an actual monster that you have to fight in Ryutama, <laughs> one of the better role-playing games. I don't remember its exact stats, but I remember it's very lucky and full of gold, I think? That sounds about right. Now, my main problem with Giant Insect as a spell is that you have to provide your own insect. Well, see, that's what's interesting, is it's not a spell component. There is no casting component. So it's one of those things where it's either you carry around a jar of insects, which is a very fun character idea, is you're just that weird guy with like a bunch of spiders in a jar, or... I mean, once again, we're getting dangerously close to just recreating Pokemon yeah, here. Ooh, a Pokemon trainer just as a wizard <laughs> is not a bad idea. <laughs> the weird thing to me is that, well, for one, I don't think there's a giant centipede Pokemon yet. There's not. Get on that game for each. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? It has been like 20 years. There's 800 of these fuckers and there's not a centipede yet? No, oh wait, no, there is. There is. Uh, uh, I don't remember. It's Galisopod, I think. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. No. Oh, uh, the poison yeah. one that evolves yeah. from a wheel. I don't remember its name, but there is. Galisopod's definitely not right. But This isn't a Pokemon podcast, though. This is, in fact, a Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role playing game podcast. So, as much as I love this tangent we're getting on. I just really wish that we had these stats for all of the giant bugs here, because I want to know what the balance is on three spiders versus five wasps. That's a really interesting point. Maybe wasps are more frail. Hmm. I don't, I have no idea. The other Ask Your DM portion of this uh, spell, by the way, is the fact that uh, your DM can allow you to make what appears to be basically arbitrary taxonomic distinctions between different kinds of insect. I was gonna say, because spiders are definitely not insects. Neither are scorpions, but the point I was yeah. making is if you look at the last <laughs> sentence, the DM might allow you to choose different targets. For example, oh. if you target a bee, its giant version might have the same statistics as a giant wasp. Which is patently false because bees have a very differently shaped stinger. <laughs> Which sounds like an obnoxious quibble, but there's the fact that it would be serrated and it would probably get stuck in you. Yeah, yeah, I could. Which is kind of fucking horrifying if you imagine a gigantic bee getting stuck in you and then flying off with you still attached. Yeah, no, I've, I see a lot of problems with this spell. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's goofy as fuck. I don't know how... A practical it is. Mm -hmm. It's either one of those things where you play a Pokemon trainer and have a collection of insects on you at all time, or you play like just the most like the craziest opportunist. Like you walk into a room and you're like, <laughs> Alright, I do an investigation check to look for any fucking spiders. <laughs> I need them. I go outside, flip over a rock, and do a nature check to see if I can find <laughs> any centipedes. I dig through the dirt. I found an ant. Can I make this big? Please. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. An ant is not close enough to a spider. I'm afraid that the spell fizzles and you lose your fucking spell slot. <laughs> I think I, I think let's move on. And we're going to backtrack a little bit. I know last episode we did like A through F. I don't remember what letter I stopped at. Somewhere um, around there. It was just some arbitrary point that I stopped at because I was done reading and thought I had enough material for an episode. Yeah. Um, but we skipped over one one very interesting spell named Friends, and I know you brought this up um, in the oh, pre-show. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Here, let me pull that up real fast, because this is important. Oh, my Acrobat Reader just crashed, so I'm going to ask you to pull that up for us. Okay, well I have it right here Sounds on good. the ready. Uh -huh. Friends <laughs> is a enchantment cantrip. It's anyone first level can learn it. And importantly, you can cast it as many times per day as you want. 
then that's very important. Yes. For the ration, you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile toward you. Uh, when the spell ends, the creature realizes you use magic to influence its mood and becomes hostile toward you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what specifically it was the reason you wanted to bring this one up. Uh, I've, I very much came up with a bad joke of a reason that this person becomes mad at you. And that's not... You're not just influencing them, mm-hmm. right? I had the idea. What if you're just showing them telepathically an episode of the television show Friends? <laughs> And for the duration of the episode, they're super into it. But then afterwards, they're like, man, that kind of sucked, actually. <laughs> man, nothing happened in that entire episode. They're like, oh, man, there's just, like, a bunch of weird sexual tension and then people, like, making bad 90s jokes. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Why does Ross, the largest friend, not simply eat the other five? <laughs> The one where the Beholder killed everybody was not an episode that I remember watching. Shit, it fucking should have been. <laughs> Imagine if there was, like, a fucking Transformers the movie reboot of Friends where everyone just fucking dies tragically. Shit. And then everyone else, like, they have to find new friends to take up the apartment from them. And then Bumblebee's just still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get rid of Bumblebee. And also, hmm, tell me if this is anything real fast. Rossimus Prime? It's nothing. All right, good. Let's move on to the next spell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next spell I had is another one of those, like, just kind of, it's not very useful in combat or really in pretty much anything. Uh Its name is Goodberry. Oh, man. Okay. I remember this from second edition because it was a thing that you could accidentally cast is a wild mage, I think it was called. Yeah, Where I you just fucking so. rolled on a d100 table every time you cast a spell. Goodberry is a first level transmutation. Up to ten berries appear in your hand. And they're good. They're infused with magic for the duration. <laughs> Creature can use an action to eat one berry. <laughs> Eating a berry restores one hit point. And the berry provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. I refuse to accept the fact that eating a berry <laughs> takes up an entire action. You don't know how big these berries are. They give you enough nourishment to sustain a creature for a whole day. They might be like hamburger size. <laughs> you would take a whole action. You're to fucking scarf down a hamburger. Oh my god, I was trying so hard not to say it, but welcome to Goodberry, home of the Goodberry. Can I take your order? God damn it! You fucking said okay. burger-sized berries, and this is yeah, the only thing no, I'm going to be able to think about fault. all day now. So here's my proposal for a character. Uh-huh. Um. Just off the top of my head for Goodberry. Go on. This could go hand in hand with friends, right? <laughs> you could just be like, you could just be like that guy that has people over to watch shitty sitcoms. But in your party, I I don't know, man. This character sucks. You could be the character that remembers the nineties. <laughs> you could just be like that guy. It's like, no, guys, remember? Do you remember Seinfeld? <laughs> Do you remember Billy's let's, let's World? Some... That was a good show. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> Your main spell is just divination so that you can fucking look into alternate universes uh, where the 90s happened. Shit. <laughs> I hate this. This is bad. This is the worst character I've ever thought of. We came up with a very good villain accidentally. <laughs> DMs keep note. This is the good recurring villain that you easily beat, but he never dies. Rift, please, I beg of you. (laughs) 
All right, yeah, I'm just going to move on. This sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I'm going to spend the entire rest of the episode looking for 90s kid jokes at this point. God damn it. Look what I've done. <laughs> All right, All what's right, the next well, spell on the list? <laughs> there's a lot of spells that start with the word magic, and a lot of them, like Magic Jar, which we did last episode, uh-huh. that's, the, that's one of the only good ones. Uh, mm. But there is one other one. Uh-huh. And it is named Magic Mouth. Oh, which thank God. On first read, sounds like uh, some kind of Neil Cicerega mashup song. Shit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, let's see, what's the magic part? I can't think of any magic It's gotta songs be, uh, are... Do You Believe in Magic? <laughs> oh, there we go. That's perfect. Mixed you got with it. Uh, Walking on the Sun, just for variety's sake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the other perfect. Smash Mouth song. <laughs> the two Smash Mouth songs exist. Yeah, the two Smash Mouth songs that there are. Uh huh. And then there's the one about having to fight a giant egg. So Magic Mouth is... Uh... Chet, I just had a really good character idea. Okay. It's a wizard, except you're just Smash Mouth from the band Smash Mouth. Is that his name? Smash Mouth? I don't think it is, but I don't remember his name. I think it's probably Greg. He doesn't have a name. He's just Smash Mouth. Now, the fucked up thing is there are definitely more than one person in Smash Mouth, but we're only talking no, about the there's... main Smash Mouth. No one remembers anyone other than the Guy Fieri ripoff. Oh, Magic Mouth. That's his name. <laughs> Segway. So, Magic Mouth, you implant a message within an object in range. Uh-huh. A message that is uttered when a trigger condition is met. Choose an object that you see that isn't being worn or carried by another creature, then speak the message. Uh, it has to be 25 words or less, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, though it can be delivered over as long as 10 minutes. <laughs> Just talk so just real talk. slowly. Just be the Ents from Lord of the Rings. Shit. Finally, determine your circumstance. It'll trigger the spell. Yada, yada, yada. When that circumstance occurs, a magical mouth appears on the object and recites the message in your voice at the same volume and cadence you spoke. If the object you chose has a mouth or something that looks like a mouth, for example, the mouth of a statue, the magical mouth appears there so that the words appear to come from the object's mouth. Okay, fine. And you can choose however specific or general the trigger is as far as what causes this to happen. Now, I don't want to go back to the 90s well here. <laughs> Come on, man. But you could definitely <laughs> just use this to make a bunch of hit clips. You could. You could also use this to just play audio clips of Smash Mouth songs. Yeah, a Smash Mouth <laughs> hit clips. <laughs> Fuck. Except it's got a mouth and it's only you speaking, so it's acapella Smash Mouth. <laughs> that's a good point is it like is it a recording does it record like what you say or is it just it automatically uses your voice can you have your party of barbershop quartet players Shit. sing into this magical microphone as like a greeting card magical microphone is one of my favorite movies of 2016 However, I don't think so, because it specifically states that it speaks at the same volume and in your voice. Yeah. But it yeah, doesn't say anything else about it mimicking how you actually spoke it. Yeah. So actually, it sounds like you can just go back in post and fix your audio with Magic Mouth. <laughs> I cast Magic Mouth, also known as Wizard Audacity. Shit. No, don't say its name. It might shut off on us. <laughs> I know your schemes, Audacity. You can't fool me. <laughs> no, I do I do like this a lot. I like the idea of you just put it on a wall as like 
a warning or a trap. And it's just a mouth that yells at someone. Kind of like the, uh, I forget the name of the spell, but the envelope in Harry Potter. Oh, the Howlers. Yeah, the Howlers, thank you. Listen, there are um, about three things I'm good at, and one of them is encyclopedic Harry Potter knowledge. That's good. That's why you're on this podcast. Right, exactly. It's the main <laughs> that's reason. It's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellow 90s kids. So that's... The reason that I picked Magic Mouth is it's an illusion, and I've found a lot of illusions in this. Also, it's just you make a mouth on something that's funny as shit. <laughs> There's good RP <laughs> options there. But there, there are quite a few just decent between, like, funny and just interesting illusions I found. Right, um, right. Because you have, like, obvious stuff like Major Image where you, just you create, create a really just... big illusion that probably also has, like, sound and color and everything if it's the Major version. Yeah. yeah. There's also stuff like Mirage Arcane, which I found very interesting, even though it's, like, a seventh level illusion. Actually, going back to Major Image real fast, I just want to read one sentence out of here. Okay. You can't create sufficient cold or heat to cause damage, a sound loud enough to deafen a creature, or a smell that might sicken a creature. Like a troglodyte stench. <laughs> you know, that very relatable thing that people. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Did anyone else All ever you smell troglodytes out there? <laughs> See, the problem is, I think troglodyte is a real thing, and I don't know what it means. It sounds like a really racist term from the 1800s. Mm, God, it probably is, and now I feel bad. We're just gonna cut out this entire episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Anyway, what's the next one on your list? The next one on my list is Mirage Arcane. Ah, yes, right. Uh, you make terrain in an area up to one mile square, look, sound, smell, and even feel like some other sort of terrain. The terrain's general shape remains the same, however. Open fields or a road could be made to resemble a swamp, hill, crevasse, or some other difficult or impossible terrain. Oh, wait. A pond could look like a grassy meadow, a precipice like a gentle slope, etc. Yeah, there's nothing more impassable than a swamp. Uh-huh. Similarly, you can alter the appearance of structures. Fucking, come on, man. (laughs) We already did the Neil Cicerega joke. (laughs) We're only allotted one per episode. I'm bringing this whole episode down with me. (laughs) I only have ten days to live. (laughs) Oh, God, we gotta do some more recording then, (laughs) shit. Gotta build up that buffer. Two episodes. So, Mirage Arcane's another interesting illusion. It's one of those weird utility spells where I don't know how often it would come up, but it's like, you you can be like, hey, look at this giant lake. Oh, it's actually just planes that people think they can walk over and then fall in. <laughs> Good prank. And that's where I think a lot of this is, is, is amalgamating, too, just uh-huh. because that's the nature of illusion magic. Right, right. Is, like, some kind of fucking prankster. <laughs> and I want it to be more than that, because that's, that's fairly vanilla, mm-hmm. but... It's always something that I've wanted to play and wanted to tinker around with and never have. I've never really delved into illusion magic, and it interests me a lot. Gotcha. I mean, if this is anything like 3.5, this might be a better way to build a pit trap than building a pit trap. Oh, absolutely. Because in 3.5, it cost about 3,500 gold to dig a pit and fill it with spikes. <laughs> I don't know if 5th edition specifically has things for pit traps. It might. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to claim to know either way. But in this, you just need to dig a fucking hole and cover it up with Mirage Arcane. <laughs> I cast Mirage Arcane and make the area look exactly like it did if it didn't have this hole filled with spikes. Fuck. Problem solved. There you go. And that's that's just it. It's There's a lot of very niche spells, and I think mm-hmm. 
that's stuff I'm into. Right, right. Uh, and let me know if that this is just, like, a bad idea. But I really do like having just a bunch of, like, spells that aren't all-purpose. Just having, like, a toolbox of, like, really specific shit. I like the idea of the extreme specialist wizard. Yeah. Who, like, maybe he learned all of his spells out of a, a one book that he got one time, so he never <laughs> learned the theory. So all he knows how to do is cast very specific illusions. He's like the Ocean's Eleven of wizards. Shit. <laughs> He's all eleven of them. <laughs> he uses major image to conjure ten other versions of himself. <laughs> They're all George Clooney. <laughs> Except for one who I think was Matt Damon? I think I. it's been a long time. I don't know, dude. It definitely wasn't Matthew Broderick, and those are the only two Matts I can think of off the top of my head. I, I want to say it was Matt Damon. Okay. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Character idea? Not the one we're going to use okay. for this episode, but character idea. Okay. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> Go for it. Demon-packed warlock named Matt Damon, but D-A-E. Fucking okay. Good. <laughs> Putting it, writing it down right now. <laughs> Matt Damon. Good. Got it. Perfect. All right. I... Excellent. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I'm starting to form a character idea in my mind just based on what we've gone with so far and i'm really liking it Uh i'm really liking this idea and we can shelve it because i have i do have another character idea written on this notepad that is um it's not a specific spell gotcha but we'll get to that later okay the character idea that we we can we can shelve if this is dumb Mm -hmm. what if it's a heist wizard Like, I'm not saying a rogue. Uh-huh. This guy sucks right. at stealth. Yeah. This guy's shitty at stealth. I am going 100% off this Ocean's Eleven vibe of... He has a very specific set of, like, really, really niche illusion magic. He has a really specific set of skills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he will find you, and he will trick you. <laughs> uh, and then steal your gold, probably. And then make you fall in a pit. Exactly. One day when you least expect it. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, no, I'm super into this character, honestly. Yeah, like, his entire thing would be he likes doing stealing, and he's he's got, like, that roguish vibe to him. You play him kind of like a rogue, but he specifically is very bad at rogue stuff. Right, right. And so he, he is good uh-huh. at casting magic, specifically illusion magic. And he just fucking loves and- the 90s. Oh, no, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love how genuinely disappointed you sounded right there. (laughs) I hate it. I hate hate that entire concept. I I made a joke, and I started rolling with it, and then I I stopped it. I tried stopping it, and I can't stop it now. (laughs) It's been committed to podcast. It's there with you for the rest of your life now. Those words are recorded. <laughs> this is just going to be an entire supercut of you saying the word 90s. <laughs> Leaving a pause no. for editing? <laughs> Actually, no, fuck that. That's going to take forever. Oh, man. No, please don't. Anyway, Heist Wizard rules, and we fucking. I think that's our nug, unless you've got a better idea. I, I have an idea. All right. Let's move down the list and see what else you've got, and we can come back to Heist Wizard if we need to. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff on my list is different illusion magics that could play differently into whatever the illusion wizard is, and I think a lot of these could work very well with Heist Wizard. Okay. There's, like, Phantasmal Killer, which you 
tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see and create an illusionary manifestation of its deepest fears visible only to that creature holy shit okay how many of these spells are just stolen from like mid 80s x-men characters <laughs> because that's <laughs> just a lot of them yeah no that's not wrong um the target makes a wisdom saving throw if they fail to save they become frightened once a turn before the spell ends they have to make another saving throw or take 40 10 physical damage actually or psychic damage yeah, not physical okay. psychic damage so it's like this would be his combat spell <laughs> he doesn't have like fireball uh-huh. he's like you're really scared of clowns huh <laughs> <laughs> interesting let's see what we can do with that Shit. <laughs> oh my god i'm trying so hard to not make a fucking pennywise the clown joke it would be lost on me <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Chet. I guess you just don't remember the 90s. I I apparently don't. <laughs> and that's fine. We're going to just keep on not remembering the 90s in this episode of The Character Generation. That should be our new tagline. <laughs> remember the 90s? No, let's keep on not remembering the 90s. <laughs> it, it was a period of time that existed. I That's technically true. Now, see, here's one that I actually didn't write but i just found uh-huh and it could it could change slightly how our heist wizard works or it could play perfectly into it depending on how you think it this character should go yeah if this is the character we go with uh-huh. programmed illusion ah yes okay it's an until dispelled illusion of an object creature or some other visible phenomenon within range that activates on a special condition the illusion is imperceptible until then okay M- must be no larger than 30 foot cube uh, I'm gonna make just a 30 foot moving cube the scariest cube possible actually no fucking going back to the Ocean's Eleven thing this is the part of Ocean's Eleven where they have an entire separate second building that they use to do a fake heist in <laughs> or because what this is is it's basically like you make an illusion do something that's like really really specific uh-huh. like you have an illusion of a guard that does a patrol right is like a, a generic example i'm thinking of that lasts five minutes and so you you make whatever your illusory object is do a specific set of behaviors or patterns or whatever to like deceive people and my immediate thought was this is the fucking members of Ocean's Eleven that are like the hackers in the van outside of the casino. Shit. <laughs> this is they're like, all right, I've got the I've got the cameras on a, on a loop. Oh my god, that's fucking perfect. Except instead of cameras, it's just that area around. Exactly. So this spell depends on what we want to do. Do we want our character to be like one specific member of like the heist team? I think we want our character to be all eleven members of Ocean's Eleven. I like that. <laughs> I like I like that he's like, oh wait in the carriage. Go. And he's just like out outside of like the mansion or whatever the fuck like casting programmed illusion, uh-huh. making it look like there's like a vampire circling outside of the house and everyone's really fucking scared. Oh, shit. Right, because vampires can fly in D and D for some reason. I don't even know if they can. I made that shit up. No, they definitely <laughs> can in the older editions, at least. Because okay. there's a really, really old story of a con game that Gygax ran at one point, where around the same time they introduced the paladin, actually, like this is a demonstration of a lot of the things that are wrong with D and D historically. <laughs> is the fact that the paladin was originally created specifically because one of the other players was playing an undead. Oh. And they wanted to play the Van Helsing to go against that undead. 
Gotcha. But the thing is, how they did it is, since there was a separate entry in whatever they were using for the monster manual back then, each level had its own uh, undead, basically one for each hit die. They just played it as whenever he leveled up, he leveled up into the next kind of undead. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Okay. And this was actually a mechanic at one point where, like, I remember an old story about someone uh, getting into a fight where they were getting uh, chased through the air by a bunch of vampires, because I guess vampires can fly. So one of the other people who was playing an undead was at the point where they had a level drain ability, right? Okay. So they they were flying around level draining all of the enemies that they were fighting until they hit a form that couldn't fly anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Oof. Holy shit. What was that, first edition? Is that what you're saying? It was first edition or basic, maybe? Or, like, basic, yeah. Could have been the big bundle of notebooks and, like, old school spreadsheets that they were running off of that were just mods for chainmail. Yeah. Holy shit, where were we? We were on uh, the illusion. Wizards of Heist. Heist Wizard, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can't do Wizard of X every every episode. This is what we get when we're just digging through the spell section, though. I mean, that's the only interesting part of D&D. <laughs> yeah, basically, dude. Like, I was going through the class descriptions, and I was like, man, if this was any other edition, we might have some weird abilities in here, but no, it's just, hey, do you want a two-weapon fight? Do you want to use a bow yeah. real, like, average? Mm-hmm. Hey, good news, you still can't fire your bow past about 100 feet, because I can't personally. <laughs> it's... It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you could play a ranger and be real cool at, at, like, shooting a bow, but that's not cool enough, so we gave ranger just a bunch of nature magic, what's up? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We also gave it two weapon fighting in case you want to be Drizzt Doerton. Ugh. (laughs) I like those books, but ugh. (laughs) Anyway, we are getting off on a a big tangent here. You're right, you're right. There is stuff like that. There's obviously project image. Mm -hmm. You have just a lot of niche illusions that I think we could flesh out if this is what we wanted to go with, but I think we can shelve this for now. For the other character idea that I had, and it might just suck. Okay. Let me know if it sucks. That's a good way to open up your intro here. (laughs) So... So you pointed at something out that I found very interesting, and I noticed this while I was digging through the spell book. Uh Uh-huh. Um... The last couple episodes that we recorded there's a lot of wall spells in dungeons and dragons ah right i know blade barrier doesn't actually count as a wall and i think that's fucking asinine yeah because like i mean it doesn't even matter like that you can fucking walk through it because you can do that shit with wall of fire too like yeah a wall of air yeah wait is there one that's just wall of air i think it's like wall of wind mm, okay I don't know. I know it's 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 basically like you create like really powerful wind in a wall and it knocks people around. Because that's how wind is. Um, but I think you can pass through it. <laughs> um, wall of fire definitely can. Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't make sense that blade barrier is not a wall. Maybe it, just because it's it's not counted as a wall. They just really wanted name. that alliteration, I guess. Yeah, blade barrier. I mean, it works well. It's a good name for a spell. Uh-huh. Um, but it but, still sounds like it's a barrier against blades. Yeah not out of blades <laughs> um but yeah there's there's like wall of fire wall of force wall of ice uh-huh. what if what if wizard carpenter <laughs> <laughs> okay here's just my like, question just a very very uh-huh. specialized wizard who only has wall magic because all wall spells are evocation i think okay wall of thorns apparently is conjuration now that i say that that's okay sure 
This is one of the but, things where it's like, hey, there's it's hard to tell the difference between the two of those unless it's just thorns are too complicated to create out of magic yeah. and you need to summon them? My understanding is Wall of Thorns is conjuration because it's something that druids and rangers would learn. Okay. I don't I'm still not entirely sure how they determine like what classes learn what spells because I thought it was based on schools but fuck you apparently it's not yeah it's all just like predetermined <laughs> lists it looks like but yeah there's a bunch of primarily evocation spells I'm seeing four right here uh, wall of fire ice force wall of uh, wind wall there it is wind wall uh-huh. that's wind evocation wall. Uh, you can pass through it if you make like succeed in a saving throw and it w- it's interesting right because some of these like they they're all just walls you'd think a wizard who just puts up a fucking wall in, made of different materials would be kind of a shitty, like, a, a one-trick pony. They huh? do a lot of very different things. <laughs> <laughs> like, wall of force, nothing can physically pass through, but it's, like, invisible. Uh-huh. Wall of fire, you could use as, like, a combat spell. You can use it combined with wall of wind to push people through your walls. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing fucking mage wars. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, actually. That'd be like, yeah. that's one of those things where I don't like playing D&D with a grid, and I know that's like sometimes a controversial opinion. It, it's mm-hmm. like a 50-50 split from what I've seen. But like, it's one of those well, things it where it's a lot like, harder to do these things where it's like, hey, figure out where this wall is. Yeah, it's one of those hey, things where's where where this fucking I'd... 10-foot cylinder going to be uh, 60 feet above you floating in the sky? Yeah. Hey, what if someone accidentally flies into this cloud? You gotta know where this storm cylinder is. <laughs> If I was DMing it, though, I would just kind of, like, wing a lot of that and not not really pay attention to a lot of the specifics of, like, the 60-foot fucking cylinder. Right, exactly. I'd be like, oh, there's a cloud above you. Like, fucking whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what shape is the cloud? It's a cloud! Like, fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> it's a regular icosahedron. <laughs> the cloud takes the shape of a D20. Roll to see what face it is. Shit. Um, no. But, like... Oh my god, I just had a great idea for a new prismatic sphere spell. It's gonna be in my fucking Rifts retro clone, where every single thing is determined by another series of completely separate charts. You have to play... It's like fucking Phoenix Command, where you have to play it with two or three different software assistants at the table. Fucking... <laughs> well, now that I've said this, I'm gonna fucking make this and upload it to, of course, our official Neopets pet page, www.neopets.com slash Uchiha. <laughs> and yes, you do have to put in the www or the redirect doesn't work properly. Oh my god. Neopets. Neopets. Our <laughs> official pet page. Um It exists. I just haven't does. done anything with it yet. It's real. So if you want to might... hear about our Shoiru up until then <laughs> <laughs> Or if you want to um, send us items, I I guess. I, I think I you can do that in Neopets. Neopets in like ten years, man. I can't answer this. <laughs> So what do you think what do you think of this wall wizard? Here's my one question and this will make or break wall wizard. Okay. Are these spells permanent? That I don't I'll have to read. Yeah, what's the duration on these cuz my fucking reader just crashed again. So it looks like the duration is entirely dependent on the spell. Like wall of fire only lasts up to a minute. Okay. Um wall of ice and wall of stone are about 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Same with Wall of Force. Wind Wall looks to be only about a minute. So it looks like they, they are not permanent. Okay, and the other, so this the guy other... is a very bad carpenter. Yeah. The other facet to this is they 
require concentration. Oh, Each one gotcha. requires concentration. Oh, that's so that that ooh, that makes me less interested in this idea. I mean, I kind of like the idea of a shyster carpenter who summons <laughs> a building out of nowhere that disappears as soon as he runs away with the money. But like, yeah. that doesn't feel like a player character. <laughs> that's also very much going back into the good idea we had of the heist wizard, which right, I very exactly. much think is what we go with. I think you're right here. I like heist wizard. All right, so let's flesh out Heist Wizard a bit, because we still have probably 20 minutes left in this recording. Okay, sure. (laughs) So we've got Mirage Arcane, Programmed Illusion. Friends, obviously. Friends, oh, come on, no. No, it's actually useful for Heist Wizard. Uh, Is it an illusion? No, it's an enchantment, I think. Uh, It it would still probably work. Yeah. That's the George Clooney, right? That's (laughs) the... the, This character doesn't have, like, that great of charisma. I don't think right, he's got exactly. bad charisma, but I don't think he's, like, an 18. So I can see that. I can see stuff like that working. I think this is the first character where I don't really want to constrict myself to the classes, and this is one of those things where it's like, ask your DM, can I play this fucking character? Because it's a lot better than whatever the, like, restrictions of D&D give me. Yep. Or you've got to fucking spend two hours digging through all the feats and shit trying to figure out how to cross-class. Yeah. I yeah. think... I, I'm sure there is a way to make this character work in the the system, but we're on a limited time frame, That's so true. yeah, you've got to get to work. Yeah, I've got ugh. we 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 have uh, a time limit. So my idea is we just come up with the concept of the character. Uh-huh. Don't worry about the nitty gritty details that D and D would restrict us to. Yeah, it feels good. Fuck it, that's more fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if this character hit. The ability to get ninth level spells, uh huh. He would get weird, drawing on the deepest fears of a group of creatures. You create illusionary creatures in their minds, visible only to them. So it's the same thing as Phantasmal Killer, right? Except mass Phantasmal. Killer. Yes. Does it still do damage? Yeah, it does the same amount of damage if they fail the Wisdom saving throw on their turn. It the does forty ten fails on a ninth level spell. Sure, okay, whatever. It's forty ten AOE. And it's also crowd control, because it causes... Yeah, they become frightened. Here's my question. Maybe this is just a semantic quibble, but I want to know the answer. Okay. Does it summon each individual creature's greatest fear, or does it average out the fears of the creatures? Each individual's. Okay. And they only see their own. So it's like you're you're literally just casting um, Phantasmal Killer on each target individually, but in one spell as a group, if that... Okay makes sense um yeah it makes sense i don't know why you wouldn't just make that a thing that you can do with higher level spell slots on phantasmal killer but yeah whatever. i think the higher level spell slots on phantasmal image uh increase the duration or increase the damage perhaps i would genuinely have to check while you're doing that i've got one more character to pitch you all right so there is a lot of spells in here actually not as many as i was expecting but still quite a few all of the various ray spells that you can pick up. Okay. Now hear me out here. Okay. It sounds like you can already see where I'm going with this. I have an idea. <laughs> Go for it. Zebra. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the sitcom wizard. <laughs> We can't have Ray Romano, the sitcom wizard. <laughs> but he also gets all of the other, like, Goodberry and everything. Oh, uh, yeah, no. 
that would fit in. You would have Ray Romano with all of his Ray magics. And oh, Jesus. And I friends can't. and good berry and all that, the spell. Uh, no. Which I guess would just be Wish. We're not doing this character. I, I refuse <laughs> on principle. <laughs> Man, I probably should have gotten more sleep last night. <laughs> Yeah, we are recording this uh, shortly after we woke up today. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm a little bit punchy right now. <laughs> but I just can't get over the idea of Ray Romano, the Ray Wizard. I can't. We can't do it. <laughs> this Heist Wizard, though. Yeah. Heist could, Wizard's an actual good idea. Yeah. We could get Magic Mouth in there. Uh-huh. I believe that was an illusion. It's cool as fuck. Illusionary enchantment. It'd be really good at, at fooling people for your heists. <laughs> right, exactly. Do they have, like, ghost noise or projected sound or anything like that? Uh, I'm sure there is. I would have to look around for it. I feel like there is. I Because I feel like I was looking to pick that up on my arcane trickster that I'm gotcha. playing. In my actual campaign that I'm playing. But yeah, so we've, we've got... There's obviously, like, invisibility. I don't remember all of the different, like, illusion cantrips. I really, really like this character. What race is this heist wizard? Well, he needs to be able to fit through air vents, obviously. He also needs to be very hot. Right, exactly. He or she uh -huh. needs to be very hot because this character is Ocean's Eleven. Right. And it's just a bunch of pretty actors in that movie. That's true. I'm actually going to Google, or IMDB, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven real quick. Listen, Just to... can you do this off mic? I need to keep this audio pristine. I don't want you jacking it on our audio. <laughs> like, do we just go with human? Or is that too boring? I mean, if you want a very pretty character, they have to be an elf. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with an elf. I like yeah. this. This elf always wears just like a tailored suit, I think. Mm -hmm. I think they're also a master of disguise. Oh, okay. Mostly because then uh, when they create the other ten versions of themselves, uh, they can hop between which one is the real one when necessary. Oh, fuck. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm, one of I'm them super is just them with it. a fake beard on, and then one of them is wearing, like, three pairs of sunglasses to try and look like a beholder. Oh, I super duper love it. Okay. <laughs> one of them is wearing, like, a weird paper mache mask to make them look like an illithid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of them's just wearing a cocktail dress, but looks exactly the same otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking, like, a super pretty, super androgynous elf. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just for the sake of being able to, to change who they're looking like at will fairly easily. Right, exactly. Oh, there's also just the spell Disguise Self, now that yes, I think about it. Yes, Disguise Self would be a lot so easier. So we don't have to give them proficiency with makeup kits Is Disguise Self a spell slot, though? Um, I think that's actually a cantrip. If it's a cantrip, that's perfect, because they're oh, going to be using... Oh, it's a first-level illusion. Oh, well... Yep, sadly. They'll probably still have a disguise kit on themselves, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do... There's a lot to go into this, right? Because you could try and figure out the loadout of the character, and, like, does this character have a caravan that they, they hide out in sometimes when they're on these heists? I also feel like this character very much is tailored for a specific type of campaign. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is not going to work in a lot of games. No, but I fucking love it. Yeah, completely. Like, you could have a party that, that synergizes well with this wizard and have, like, an actual rogue and have, like, a fighter to be up the cleanup man or... Right, yeah. See, at this point, it sounds like you're describing a Shadowrun game. See, and that's why I fucking love Shadowrun. But I don't, like, that, I, I'm not gonna go on this tangent. 
Time out, time out, time out. I just had the best campaign idea of all time. Okay. Urban Fantasy Shadowrun. Just like Shadowrun, except in nebulous fantasy Europe. So, I don't... This is already kind of a campaign I'm working on. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Or, alternatively, I guess, Eberron. (laughs) Yeah, Eberron would be ideal. Uh, yeah. For like a Shadowrun-esque hacking. You're going to have to fucking tell me about that campaign later, but let's oh, move yeah. on. We'll do that off air. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm thinking elf. What's the name of this heist elf? Okay, let's see. It can't be Ray Romano. No, it can't be Ray Romano. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm going to nix that one. That's vetoed. And we already have Matt Damon for a different character. Yep. Let's see. Also, by the way, obviously Matt Damon should be a tiefling. Yeah. Let's see. And we can't what was... just call it George Clooney or we'll get busted for copyright infringement. His name's not copyrighted. That's <laughs> the actor. <laughs> no, you know how George Clooney uh, submitted himself to the patent office? <laughs> it's just, uh, he had like the, the, the manila folder of the patent documents. And he just and stuck his just... dick right in it and walked up to the <laughs> counter and he's like, hey, I'm George Clooney. They're like, yeah, all right. Like, you open the manila folder, and it's just, like, a nice high-res glossy JPEG of his face, and it's like, hello, this is me. Patent me, please. And they're like, all right, we gotta. <laughs> well, there's nothing in the rules that says you can't patent a dog basketball. Yeah, exactly. Right. What was what was that character's name in Ocean's Eleven? Who did... I saw that movie when I was, like, eight. I'm a dumb idiot. His name was Danny Ocean. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Right. Okay. Because it's Ocean's Eleven. So what if we play on that? What if his name is just Frank Ocean? <laughs> uh, and then in between heists, he drops the Firest mixtape of 2016. <laughs> and by mixtape, like I mean actual album. Ricky C? Like S-E-A-C? <laughs> Shit. Nope. <laughs> because did... that's just another Ricky Steamboat situation. Yeah. to happen. Mm. I think we also did Ricky last episode for the orc. Yeah, the orc was Ricky. Mm. Why is Ricky my go-to name? Um, That's a good question. His name is Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Shit. <laughs> um, let's see. His name is Frank Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Wait, no, we're going with an elf, right? Obviously the first name is just Ocean. Ocean Elf Evan? Is that anything? Nope. <laughs> Just cut that I mean, one. that's the name of this episode, Ocean Elf Evan. <laughs> um, is, is his name Evan Ocean? Ocean Elf Evan? Wait, no. Okay, so obviously he's a sea elf. Okay. Because he's Ocean Elf Evan. Ocean Elf Evan is a So very... his name is Evan Holy Dream. Evan Holy Dream. <laughs> also known as his, his uh, professional name. Yeah, his cat burger, uh, cat not cat burger, cat burglar. No. Welcome to Cat Burger, home of the cat burger. Um, his name. His nom de. His nom de clue. Crime. <laughs> his... his nom de crime is Ocean Elf Evan. <laughs> Evan Holy Dream, also known as Ocean Elf Evan is a very good name i'm very i'm very much into this character now i think this is what sold it for me holy shit (laughs) the illusion wizard who has Uh a very very specific toolbox he's got very specific toolbox of illusion magic to lock it in Mm -hmm. get the heist done steal the money 
break into the bank. And no one can ever pin him down because they think he's 11 people. He's 11 people with his different disguised selves. It's uh-huh. fantastic. This is a really, really genuinely fun idea. And he's got a great ass. He has mm, 10 out of 10 ass. It's actually written <laughs> on his character sheet. It says, like, best ass. I rolled an 18 on my oh, ass. Um, That's another thing to put into my Rifts retro clone. <laughs> I love it. I think we can ship it. I think we can ship uh, Ocean's Elf Evan. I feel like we need to get a commission drawing of Ocean Elf Evan. Yeah. So, uh, some closing things before we finish up this podcast. I do want to thank our good friend Rithden for making the first official fan art that we are using as just our overall image for the show. It was yeah, a really good drawing. Yeah, basically plastered that across everything at this point. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's something that we needed anyway. And yeah, and at some point we're going to need to make those characters. Oh, yeah. We can do that and, like, have an episode dedicated to, like, working from uh, bottom-up instead of top-down. Shit. That'd be really good, actually. Mostly I just want that really friendly snake. Yeah. I don't know. We might do 5th edition for the next episode. I'm not sure what our plans are yet. I know my DM was talking about wanting to join in for an episode, so... And that'd be a good way to bring him in, yeah. Yeah. Good guest episode. Three episodes uh-huh. in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything else that you want to mention before we close this one out? If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up at the Character Gen on Twitter, soundcloud.com slash thecharactergen. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Siromo, uh, S-I-R-O-M-O. And you can also find us on our official Neopets pet page, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Once again, that is www, and those are very important, .neopets.com slash tilde, the little squiggly line symbol, Sephiroth Uchiha, all one word. And if you don't know how to spell that, you've had a very different childhood than I did. (laughs) Will we have anything on the Neopets pet page by the time this episode goes live? Uh, boy, I'm gonna have to spend a lot of time on Gift Cities digging for ideas. All right, so also, I'd like to plug giftcities.org, the GeoCities GIF search engine, really fast. <laughs> it's a very important page, very useful. Very important. <laughs> Going back to the 90s. Uh... <laughs> search the X Files. Go- anyway, right. Google Ron Paul. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Chet. I've been Moth. And this was the character generation. I am, I am wrong. I am sorry. sorry.